listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery, where one taste is all it takes. I am so excited because this is our uh, on-the-go show today. We are on location right here in Flatbush. Stay tuned for a two-part series. We're having a series. Part one will air this week. Part two will air next week. There is too much going on to put this all in one show, so we're spreading it out over two weeks. I'm really excited to be here and to be part of the first month, I would say, at the Kosher Culinary uh, right here in Flatbush. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking, eating at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I'm a cookbook author. I run chop competitions, I do cooking demos, I do cooking demos all over the world. In fact, in about 10 days from now, I'm going to Thailand with Miriam Schreiber's Legacy Tours to do cooking tours in Vietnam, uh, Singapore, Bangkok, and Thailand. I'm so excited. I'll be, I've learned so much about Thai cuisine and I can't wait to share it with everyone coming on the tour with us. For those of you who want to know more about anything we do at the Nakam Siegel Network, Email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. Join my fan page on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Watch us on the YouTube, on the Nachum Siegel Net. And if, we have, if you made a great meal, or if you ate somewhere fabulous, let me know, because I want to hear about it too. Um, we're going to talk to Elan Kornblum a little bit, because I was going to talk about my experience in bison and bourbon. I went there for a tasting dinner about a week and a half ago. And it was amazing. So I want you to stick around and, and wait for that interview with Alan. But uh, we have some business to take care of. We did some giveaways uh, the last two weeks. Um, so we have uh, the first cookbook for the, for the cookbook, Victoria's Dweck's Skinny Cookbook uh, by Art Scroll. Yay, Art Scroll. Shout out to you. Is, oh, we can't do a drum roll here. So everyone, drum roll. On the table is Hannah. Roman. Oh, that was good, CK. Hannah Roman. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, from Chicago, Illinois. You have one Victoria's cookbook, so we're going to get that out to you. And for the second cook, for the second book, which was a calendar um, from the Chatra Club, from Jill Duchet, it's actually fabulous. I'm loving mine and I'm using it. Um, the winner for that is CK. from, um, I can't remember, I didn't write down her address, but congratulations to Nakama Sachs and Jill's going to um, mail out the calendar to you. So we have, as we said, an absolutely exciting show. We've got lots of cooking adventures coming up this summer. So you can follow me um, and on my Instagram page or my Facebook page. I'm going to try to post, send some to Yoni. He's going to post some on the Nakam Siegel Net page where Table for Two will be all over the world. So it's very exciting. Um, I am so honored to be here um, and to be part of the brand new one-month-old culinary school. So I'm going to, um, I'm right here in the studio. Well, we made, the, we made the kitchen into a studio with the one and only super talented executive chef, owner, a master teacher, you name it, he does it in food. And he's been on a guest many times on the show, at least twice, Chef Avram Wiseman. Hi, Neil. How are you? Thanks for coming. We're doing it. You did it. We did it. We've talked about it. 
We talked about this for a while, Naomi, and it, it's great. It's good things are worth waiting for. Yeah, you know, I, I, when Chef Avon reached out to me when it first started, yeah, it, was, it was before Pesach. It was before Pesach, and he yeah. called me, and I was like, literally, my hands were like in matzo balls, and he calls, I'm like. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to take that. It's Chef Abram. I really want to hear what's going on. And we just, I, I just really couldn't talk. I was so stressed with Pesach and the book. And now all that is behind us. We have a beautiful summer ahead. Yes. And now we've actually got you once your everything is flowing. Thanks for coming to the Kosher Culinary Center. It's it's wonderful. You yeah, it's a nice place, isn't it? Tell tell me, tell me the history. Okay. Uh, because I think people really want to know what's going on, well, how you got to be here. So, as you know, I uh, have a history of hotel background and French restaurants and ran the United Nations and a bunch of different endeavors in my past. I didn't know about the United Nations gig. That's cool. Well, that's quite interesting stories, but uh, I don't kiss and tell, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as you know, I was teaching at, there was another kosher school for about seven years on Coney Island Avenue, and unfortunately, they went out of business. Um, I know, very sad. Yeah, it it's was very hard sad. It's always something goes out. Well, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty, but there were some uh, issues with licensing, I believe. Okay, yeah, so, that's what I did. Uh, yeah, I was one of the instructors, not one of the owners, but from the moment that school closed, we were kind of like on a mission from God, like they say in the Blues Brothers. Right. Um, <laughs> I it, like that reference. In the seven years that we were involved in the other school, we, we helped about seven or 800 people, uh, training them professionally so that they could go find a trade. And we helped them find externships where they brushed up on their skills. And ultimately, we found them employment. So uh, that's the big picture in the in our world is to take people and uh, train them so they can actually make a living. It's so needed because so many kids, like myself, are not school people. I don't want to sit. Okay, I went to college. I went to Toro College. I loved it, but not everyone. It was it was hard for me. Not everyone can sit on their tuchas and take notes and write. Some people want to work with their hands have training with their hands. I know I learn I do. only through doing. Well, you know, some people are more uh, academic and cognitive, and they're very comfortable sitting for four years in an academy. Uh, YU. Uh, love Yeshiv University. Uh, love Toro oh, College. Love Queens College. There are, there are fantastic universities in America. People come from all over the world to, for, uh, to access our educational programs. But it's not for everyone. And uh, some people who graduate high school have a tough time with four years sitting at a desk, lectures, tests. So for those who have that passion for food and really show promise, um, they're handy, uh, they're creative, uh, they have passion, love cooking. Love baking. I saw today your students in yeah, action. Yeah, a lot of smiles, in... right, Naomi? Oh, my God. So we, ZK and I walked in here with Yoni. I, actually, we all drove up at the same time. And we all walked in together, and we see lamb, and we're like, oh, these are busy students making lamb. And they were so involved. Everyone was getting to own, use their own creative expression. True, true. Not I, in the I, box. No, we highly encourage people to think outside the box. We train them on technical skills, proper way to grill, proper way to reduce, proper way to make sauces, proper way to butcher, sear, season, blend, shock. These are all basic technical skills that are either done correctly or incorrectly. But after that, uh, I highly encourage everyone to put their own personality on each plate. Right. I always call it finding your inner chef. 
Yeah, I like that. Right, is you, that a great line? Yeah, is that an Australian no, term? No, it's a Naomi Nachmanism. Oh, in is walking Elan Kornblum. I'm just saying. <laughs> the man what, at the what timing? Did Elan bring lunch? He bought us some lunch. How nice. Abram, you took care of me, so I take care of you. Excellent, and excellent. Elan Kornblum. Wow. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, what? and it has my name on it. Oh, that's so cute. Hi, Elan. What a nice surprise. We're, Welcome we're, to the Kosher gonna, Culinary Centre. We're going to all three of us in a couple of, in a little bit, and we'll... We we just uh, let's finish up now about the, sure. the early beginnings. So so you were at like basically they closed CKCA. They closed the doors. I miss, I missed you, Jesse. I really liked working there. I I taught in the beginning before yes. they started yes. the professional series. I was doing recreational classes. Um, it's got to be close to ten years ago from it, now. It, it was a great program. It was an amazing program. I met so many great kids. I became really good friends with Deanie Klein from yeah, Deanie Delivers. Deanie, who from works there. Deanie Delivers. Deanie Delivers. I, I believe she moved up to Rochester. Uh, I'm sorry, Westchester. Westchester. Yeah, she's Rockland. in West. She's, she's rocking it. Big shout out to her. Yeah. And Mechi. Mechi Kornfeld. I love who him. Is He's now, amazing uh, at rocking it at the loft. Still, I'm the not loft. sure. He's at he the is. loft. And, and amazing the job. The head chef. Left, I heard recently, and now Mechi is it's moved up in the ranks. There we go. Congratulations. Shout out to him. Good luck to Mechi Kornfeld. I'm very proud of uh, the accomplishments of your students. Yeah, Mechi came to us, I guess, about six years ago, and we taught him which end of a knife to hold first. <laughs> and then we taught him some butchering and our entire program. Um, Mechi loved it, and we found him an externship. And after his externship, Mechi was offered. A uh, a cook's position at the the loft in in flat in Borough Park. In, in Borough Park. Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to him. And yeah. you know who you have, my dear good friends, Honey Applebaum. Oh, Honey in Brooklyn, uh, uh, probably number busy one. In busy in Brooklyn. Busy because she's number one in kosher blogging. Um, I love her work, and she's a fabulous, a great friend. And I and I could call her one of my Tommy Dim or T Tommy, Tommy Dot. Dot. Tommy Dot okay. and Georgiana Herschel. Yeah. Also there, so yeah, she does great. And she's I'm sure I'm leaving someone out who's a friend, so I'm sorry, I apologize. It's I'm on the hot seat right now, so the brain just sometimes oh, freezes. You're behind up. the hot grill. I'm li literally oh, behind the hot, hot I'm grill. in front of a hot grill. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Well, we're talking about thirty four thousand BTUs right behind you, so a little schwitzing is normal. So let's talk about you know, we've spoken about the history. Yeah, let's talk, and we about, talk about what about we did. how you built this center and then just give us a little walkthrough of this. Absolutely. Well, as we said, the other school closed down due to very various compliance issues. And from the moment that school closed, I had been thinking and dreaming about how to um, make it happen on a, on a more improved level. Uh, the other school had a great idea, and I think Jesse did a fantastic job. Fabulous. And the Pinsons had great concept, really nice people, and helped a lot of people. It's, it's, a, it's a big mitzvah. It is. It it's is. a huge mitzvah I, I to mean, give people panasa like... According to Maimonides, as they say, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but teach a man to fish, and you can feed him the rest of his life. Isn't that great? Halacha, so, Gemara... What what did he write? Mishnah Torah, right? He Mishnah Torah. He did. Why he you did. boys? Yeah, whatever. Okay. So uh, in any event, <laughs> we are we are having a uh, shear here. A it's little really shear and shear on table. I am two. going for my bit of olam haba. Okay, so good. I figured if I help train some people to make a parnasa and to make a very um, uh, when they can become independent, our biggest goal is to take cooks, take people who like cooking. 
take people who enjoy the food business and train them to a level that is uh, above or equal to the industry standard. Which, yeah, I, there, I, are, there are many, many kosher operations out there from hospitals, assisted living facilities, yeshivot, of course. And then comes all the restaurants and caterers. And personal and, chefs. Of course. You know what's amazing? That before this kosher cooking school started, I wouldn't say 10 years ago, Kids had to, from kids, had to go to non-kosher cooking schools. Correct. And, and they, they just couldn't taste. They so much. Or they kind of like, you know, found their way around, which was sure. not really in accordance to halakha. And, and the fact that we have a kosher cooking school, you, you, it's I think amazing. it's long overdue. It's long overdue. This is New York, man. We've got everything. And we now do. we have a kosher we do. culinary school. We do. And, and the other school on Coney had great ideas, and they helped a lot of people. And besides our fun evenings, which were recreational programs, right. such as steak night, or kick decorating night. Or shop competitions. Or a night in Mumbai. A Ooh. night we did Indian a, cooking, right? Yeah, we did some Yucatan cooking of regional favorites of Mexico. Um, we mm. had, uh, I was going to say cosmetology classes, but it's mixology. Mixology. Yeah, we worked with different cocktails, <laughs> wine tastings. I was supposed to come to a mixology class. I had booked in with Jess and me, my friend Malky Hirsch, who's Kiss the Kosher Cook on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we were driving out. It was mumish, like a few hours after it stopped, a massive snow. Oh, my goodness. And we were like halfway across the belt. I'm like, Malky, we're going to smash and die. So you went back to the so five we, towns. we turned around and, and, and we went home. Because well, did you have your own private mixology class at home in the snowstorm? No, no. But I, I still need to do this mixology class. <laughs> Maybe we'll do one now. Well, that's a good idea. We can fix you up. I can always drink. Okay, so... So um, the idea came about that the, it, this program, training of people to become cooks, to become chefs, private chefs, to become kosher caterers, to become food stylists, all of this proved there was a great need for it in the community. And what we did, our next step was to find and create a facility that was equally as impressive as the need. Well, I'm so excited. Let's give us a little tour. Sure, Naomi. And then we're going straight into our demo. I think we're doing ceviche, right? I think we are. I have gloves on. I'm ready yes. to go to ceviche land. Miriam Wallach will be very sad she missed this because we ate lamb before, so she wouldn't care about that. But she loves fish, and we're going to see if we can get some to her. Well, super. And uh, could we... Could our we... general manager. Dan, could we have a debate about American lamb versus Australian lamb? Oh, no, because there is no debate. You no, know there that, is right? no debate. Australian lamb is the best. It, it used to be. Really? It's gone it, down? I, I disagree with you. I think uh -huh. in a blind taste test, if both of us blindfold ourselves. But they we... have to be prepared the exact same way. Side by side. Let's do a throwdown. Let's throw do down. a Aussie versus Yank lamb. And you can be the judge. Okay, Next season, next season, well, we'll have a throwdown. That's a great be, idea, Yoni. Throwdowns. But, but then it has to be smell of vision or taste of vision. Oh, yeah, we'll maybe get a studio audience we can right do that. here. Okay, we can do that. let's go cook. All okay, right, let's, let's show, show you what you we this. got here in uh, the new kosher culinary center. I'm going to move the chair. I'm going to move my chair. This is kind of like a walkabout show. We're going to welcome the camera on wheels. We'd welcome anyone in the community to give us a call. Let us know when we're around. We're here basically every day except Saturdays. Some of us take off on Saturdays, Shabbat. Ain't going to work and on Saturday. We would welcome you all to come and see this gorgeous facility. Yeah, thank My you. My partner and I, Perlene Dayan, have been working on this plan 
For over two years, we have been working with the State of New York Department of Education on having this curriculum approved and blessed. So you're lo actually licensed by the State of New York? Uh, we are very close to it. Our curriculum has been approved. The State okay. of New York wants one more document, and that's the certificate of occupancy on this building. Okay, which is like the small potatoes. Yeah, we're about... Ten minutes away from, a, I love ten that. days away from and, and small potatoes. One issues. more thing, this entire facility is under Kashrut yes. authority. Rabbi Zushi Blech, who we're very proud mm -hmm. of, he is a uh, posek, he is a rav, he is an academic, he is a author of a book called Kosher Food Production. He is Oh, one I want to read that. Oh, yeah. It's upstairs in the office. Oh. I must show it to you. Uh, yeah, I'd love to it's see It's fascinating. That. I'd love to and see it. And if that. you think you know a lot about kosher, you'll realize you know nothing about kosher I know, until I know. you read his book. I know. Amazing, yeah, right? Okay. Amazing. So he is a Rav Hamachsher. Uh, we have a mashkiach Tamidi here at all times. In fact, at this moment, we have two of them. Didn't Hillel go to school here too? He did. And Shout it, out to you. I knew I forgot someone. It's funny that you said that because both my partner and my mashkiach were past students. Oh. So I must have done something right because we stayed in touch. And then as we were developing this program, I called them and said, Hey, it's Chef A. You ready? Chef to, A. You ready to come on board? And... Uh, what did, I, what did I get from Hillel when I said, you're ready to come on board? And he's like, yay! <laughs> right. Okay, all right, so, so let's talk let's about... Let's show you, this is a, uh, okay. this area... I'm going to step aside, okay? You, can you get... Follow Chef, I'm going to step aside and let him talk. This area of our kitchen is called our restaurant simulation area. We have a convection oven, which is superb for baking, pastries, breads, challah, Danish laminate doughs. Um, because of the fan in the back and the even temperature, we get superb results on anything in the bakery. Um, but it's not exclusively for that. This can be used for meats, fish. It's just a fantastic piece of equipment for roasting. Any type of meats, any type of protein, or we do roasted vegetables in here, and they come out fantastic. This area over here is a mock or a uh, simulation of a restaurant kitchen. On the bottom here is a refrigerator and our countertop stoves are located right above the refrigerator. This enables any cook or chef working in a restaurant to be able to stay on their station, stay in this area without leaving. They can keep their beef or veal or chicken right here. Is this a new thing in, in cooking or it's always been like this? Um, in a restaurant? I'm not familiar with the restaurant I would cooking. call it the last dozen years where they started designing these chef-based refrigerators. I'm just going to peek. Sure, they're empty right now, okay, Naomi, but they so are cool. already... I could actually use this in my house. Actually, you could, but when you see the price on it, you wouldn't want yeah, it. Yeah, right. Svi Nachman will say, ah, ah, ah. Well, if you are a cook in a restaurant, what we would be doing is we would be standing here and there would be tickets, orders, and waiters would be coming in here shouting out orders. Waiters would be coming here and perhaps yelling, where is table 17? I need the appetizer on table 4. Mr. Schwartz on table 21 wants his steak now. If this cook 
who is getting shouted at and demanded left this area. If I went over to here to go get steak, or if I had to run to another area to get fish, or somewhere else to get a veal chop, when I walked away from this area, I would lose control. So he's the maestro. So this is my area, and if we're cooking together, we never leave here. We have a chain on our foot, and we stay here for an eight-hour shift. Oh, God. No, no, you can't leave. This is leave. why I didn't go into uh, restaurant cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It's, it I, I've never get... been on a line. Really? A line, being on a line means you're working on the restaurant Correct. line. And you, and you are looking at tickets. Tickets that are popping out, usually of a micros printer. And it becomes extremely high pressure. The more tickets that hang up, each ticket or dupe, dupe, uh, restaurant dupe, that will show us uh, how many people are on the table and what they're ordering. So, this okay. area, grill, right. deep fryer, chef base refrigerator and convection oven. Grill? Yeah, this is a charbroiler, a radiant heat charbroiler. We okay. have a pasta sink here where our cooks, students, and oh, anyone just, else. This is just for pasta? Pasta, refreshing vegetables. The idea is when you're cooking here, if you need cold water or to drain something, you don't have to leave the restaurant. So line. what are these things here? I'm not sure. Fire oh, extinguishers? These are, um, this is called the Ansel system. I guess it was named for Mr. Ansel, but I don't know. I'm okay. guessing that I'm learning one. a lot, guys, right? This is actually attached to those red tanks on the wall. Okay. Okay? So. And what happens, God forbid, in the case of a fire, if the oil burst into fire or something over here was bursting into flames. What happens is um, bicarbonate of soda, a dry chemical, would be sprayed out of all these nozzles and simultaneously the gas would be shut off to every appliance. That's amazing. Yeah, that that so must the, be an expensive system to put in. Uh, they don't give them away, Naomi. Uh, I know, I know. But it, it's, it's, is it's it a, so is it a must? Is yes. it a must in a kitchen? It's a law. Well, the fire department will not give you a, a permit. Without that. Without that. Okay, good. No, yeah. good. I'm, I'm really learning a lot. Let's do some cooking. Why not? We're here. Because it's Friday morning. Everyone's watching this on Friday morning, even though it's Wednesday right now because we came special to a special show. Everyone's watching this on Friday morning. People tell me how much they love watching us cook. So, so why let's don't we do together. a little appetizer for Friday night? Friday night dinner. Great. Everyone knows that I'm obsessed with appetizers. When I go to a restaurant, I just want every appetizer on the menu. I know. And, you know, I was watching you last night. I saw you doing eggs. There was a nice video on Facebook last night. Of eggs. Oh, no, no, no. My beer battered fish. Those beer battered fish. And I saw fried eggs up. Sunny no, that, side up. That, that's my promo that intro. That's my promo intro. Yeah, it looked great. Because I'm sunny side up because I'm so happy. Morty Herzog was the one who named my show because he said I'm always so happy and sunny, so he called my show Sunny Side Up. I love Isn't it. Isn't that funny? I so love you can it. watch it on kosher.com. I make beer battered fish. So let's make some fish. Why not? But okay. not in beer batter. Today, what we're going to do though is something a little bit different. We're doing a ceviche. Yeah. And ceviche is uh, a Mexican or South American dish. It always starts with the freshest of fish. And the fish is cooked in lime juice, except it gets cooked like this over ice. It never sees heat. So I'm going to put the microphone down, and we're going to give you a little demonstration. Okay, I'm going to hold the microphone for you. Thank you very much. Okay, so where, where do you want me to stand? Okay. 
Well, uh, uh, you, you can't talk without this. Here okay. we go. We're going for a recipe. I wrote this one. Okay. Why? Who's Ilsa Holbox ah, Ceviche? I'm glad you asked that. Because it says Ilsa Holbox Ceviche. Well, actually, it says Isla. Isla. Isla Holbox. Let's bring out your Latino, your inner Latino. Okay, great, because I'm literally okay. obsessed with ceviche. Um, um, Isla Holbox is a very small island off the northern side of the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Okay. There's almost nothing to do on the island except go fishing. And eat. <laughs> and eat. And eat your fish that you catch. So? Well, on this island, um, several of the restaurants make numerous types of ceviche. They might have red snapper. Today we have a piece of fish called turbo. Okay. And what we're starting with is the freshest of fish. And to prepare a ceviche, we work with a clean knife. Border health law requires that all cooks work with gloves on if food will not be cooked with heat. If this was going to be boiled, fried, or grilled and would uh, go above 165 degrees in internal temperature, gloves would not be required. So the first step when we're making a ceviche, you like that little knife, Naomi? I lo I'm, I'm loving how sharp that knife is. Okay. I'm a little jealous. Can I just say, everyone, uh, this is a public service announcement. Keep your knives sharp. Yeah. Get them sharpened. It doesn't matter if you spend $5 or $500 on your knife. They will They're get not, dull. They will get dull, so keep them sharp. Thank you. So, end, of, end of commercial. Well, PSA. we're going to find out that um, a sharp knife is much safer than a dull knife. Absolutely. Because a sharp knife goes where you put it, and a dull knife, you find that you have to put, apply pressure. When you apply pressure, you lose control. Okay. And we never want to lose control, never. do we, Naomi? Never in the kitchen. Right. Stay cool. So the first step of making any ceviche is to start with fresh fish, put on a pair of gloves, work on a very nice, clean um, work surface, and work with ice. You want to keep all your ingredients nice and cold where okay. you see my fish is on ice. And I did this a little while ago. I took this raw fish, and this one's called turbo. You can work with any white colored, white flesh fish. And you notice, I took our fish, put it in a small container, and I squeezed limes over it. This is lime juice, as we can see here. I'm such a good microphone Thank holder, you. right? You are a very good microphone. See, I'm a good assistant. I am a good assistant. So what we do is, to make a ceviche, cut our fish, Put it in a clean container, clean bowl. It's a ramekin. And this one's a ramekin. We can work in a stainless steel bowl, glass, but we want something non-reactive. What's a non-reactive bowl? Well, Please aluminum explain. Not what we're, aluminum would be a poor choice because acid uh, affects it. Pewter would actually be dangerous oh, because... Oh, I thought... Okay, sure, good. pewter is made with lead. And okay, uh, if you put an acid in lead... Um, it leaches the lead out into your food. Ugh. So but, we wanted, we want glass is best. Yeah. I'm a big fan of glass. So you notice the difference. This is the fish I just cut up, and this is about an hour, just an hour in lime juice. But you notice it looks cooked. It has a different appearance. Cooked it, in acid, okay? Well, but it's not cooked with fire. It is just cooked on ice, and that's the method of making ceviche. We use orange juice, lemon juice. Traditionally, it's done with lime juice, but there are some cuisines like Chile that actually use sour oranges or grapefruit juice. Oh, but, I like the idea yeah, of grapefruit juice. Yeah, I thought There's you would the like recipe, that guys. one. There's the recipe, guys. Um, By Chef Abram Wiseman. Yeah, from Isla Holbach, a small island in Mexico. So your first step with baking ceviche is always to cut 
We've select, got about two minutes left of this segment. Select your freshest fish. Cover it with fresh lime juice and let it sit for about an hour. Some people leave it overnight. I think it's too long. Okay, good. Okay. Our next step is to take our other ingredients, and in this case, we, I'm sorry, Naomi. Uh, just gonna, well, you can walk around. He just, he's just grabbing some of the other items needed. I'm going to throw this together, and it's so quick and easy to make. You'll see that in two minutes, this whole recipe will be done. Okay, let's go. What, watch his knife skills. It's not normal. Go. I'm, I'm making you, you show off. Because I saw you okay. peel a mushroom behind your back. Okay. Show off. So, I'm teaching. Look at this. I'm not showing this. off. I'm teaching. He's not even looking. I'm teaching. Showing off. So when there's, He's awesome. When there's teaching going on, it's not showing off. If I was doing yeah, it, he's even impressed. If, he's I like, was, well. if I was doing it in a bar, that would be showing off. Uh, okay, we want to see. We're going to so do. Then, okay. We, we cut our. We're making a small mince or a dice, and we're just going to go through this and cut our onions, very tiny pieces. Okay. And could so. you use different onions? You can. I love purple onions. Well, Red I like onion. purple onions in a ceviche too. But what happens is because of the lime juice, sometimes the onions bleed, and then and then it becomes purple. So okay. it's not so pretty. This okay. is one of our ingredients. We have our fish. We have diced onions. We diced some tomatoes, and you could use plum tomatoes. We could use a yellow tomato. Tomato, great, or a under. mixture, yeah. Now, we have serrano peppers, and you don't, have a choice. Don't make it too spicy for I'm me. Not, have Rachmanis on this Ashkenazi girl. These are different peppers I have in okay, front of Okay, What are this? What's this one? Jalapeno. Yeah, for sure. And then we have serranos. Okay. Serranos pack a little more flavor and definitely more heat. Okay, so maybe we should. Well, actually, not do I'm going to show you a way to get the flavor of a serrano without the heat. No and ribs and seeds, that's right? That's it. That's oh, it. You know that, Naomi. I, know that. I can't teach you much. Oh, so yes, you if can. we remove the membrane and the seeds, it really takes the heat level, the Scoville level down. And what? if we rinse it off and get most of the seed out, by rinsing out the ribs and the membrane, we have the flavor of the serrano without all the heat. Oh, okay, good. That, that works for me. Additionally. We've got, we've got to do this fast because we have such an action-packed show, guys, that we've got to, like, you okay. know, get it all in. Two hours might not be enough. I would say two days may not be enough. Oh, I know. Here we go. And then we want to mince it very, very small. So anyone getting a piece of serrano in their mouth doesn't get a big I just chunk. want a little bit. Go, go easy on me. Okay. <laughs> So these are our basic ingredients for uh, ceviche. Again, it depends where you are. There are ceviches done in Mexico. There are ceviches done in Chile, Central America, Ecuador. Why do they do their fish oil? Why aren't they cooking it? They didn't have heat, access to heat? That's a good question. Um, like, why does that culture this, not cook their fish? Um, they do cook fish, but this is a particular um, specialty of the region. Of the region. And it normally is served cold with alcoholic beverages. What we're going to do is uh, take our tomatoes, our onions, our cilantro, and we're going to take our fish that was sitting in the lime juice. I get rid of some of our lime juice that cured okay, it. Okay, I love lime and juice. And you can see the fish <gasps> now looks like it's cooked. With okay. gloves on, we're going to put this We don't on. have to marinate the tomatoes, um, like in the lime we're juice We're going to season onions. everything. We're going to put a touch of cumin in there. Oh, um, can I just tell you, I just got freshly ground cumin from Israel. Oh, the, your house must oh, smell fantastic. My whole house is amazing. And what do you call cumin in, 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 in Hebrew? 
You know, it's funny. I don't know. I do know a lot of spices, name. Coracum is turmeric, but I don't know what cumin is. Let's go. Let's part of it. I have my amazing We're super friend. A few drops of extra virgin olive oil. Ilan Kormblum's coming up next. Stick around. Yeah, We've got great. an amazing show and right here. What we're going to do is just season this with a little bit of salt and pepper, a virgin olive oil, and the last part of this, we're going to give it another fresh squeeze of lime juice, and then we're going to give it to Naomi Nachman to sample. All right. All right. That's what I like to hear. Our last lime juice, um, a touch of salt. Where's our salt, guys? <laughs> salt. Here we go. Thank you, Chef. Chef Yitzchak, yes? Chef Yitzchak, thank you so much. One, he actually heard about the school from Table for Two. Why don't we introduce him? We will. We're going to do a segment with the right, students Naomi. in a little bit. Here's Is that our... ready for me to eat? But Ooh, I smells nice. Smells amazing. And oh we're going to give it to you for okay. sampling. All right, I'm going to try it. I've already made all my brachas today on food since I walked into the culinary center. As soon as you walked in here, you started. I saw you go right for a plate, and you probably said, not bad. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I love... Thank you very much for tuning in. Naomi Nachman, Chef A.W., Kosher uh, Culinary Center. He's having a good time with that microphone. We're going to check back in with uh, Chef Avram. I need my chairs back. I'm going to ask my super cool restaurateur friend, friend in real life, um, Ilan Kornblum, to uh, come up. Join me right here at the Culinary Center. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes, and I love their rogalach. Soft, mushy in the middle, cooked perfectly. I love it. Make sure you grab a bag wherever you are, gourmet glut or seasons. Go to marzipan.com and check out all the different locations around the country where it's been. Okay, Alan. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Oh, Ilan, how uh, are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for making it closer to my uh, office. You know, I, I schlep Alan to the Lower East Side all the time, and I said, you know, I'm coming to Brooklyn. Let me talk to Alan in his hood in Brooklyn. We're in, in Brooklyn hood. now. That's oh, right. Let me tell you, also. also lives like around the corner yes. or something near here. So it's really great to be in Brooklyn. I don't think I've ever done my show from Brooklyn. This is very cool. So I love when you go out, you know, off-premise and get a feel for the you know, local what goes cuisine. On. Yeah. And as you know, I'm a big supporter of having the chefs, being where the chefs are learning to be chefs right. and being involved in the cooking school. On the yeah, it's way, it's all about here, education. I, yeah. You know, I, I just want to. Um, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Business okay, first. Let's sure. talk about Bon and Oak event. Yes. So talk about Bon & Monday and Oak. night, June 26th. We're very excited. Bon & Oak and Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies is organizing an event. It's a Brooklyn's Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. Mm. So that's very cool. We've got 17 restaurants that I was able to get. They're all coming down anywhere from Bison to Bordeaux to Wolf & Lamb to uh, Beast Barbecue in Muncie's going to be oh, coming I down. Oh, I love you know, Moses was on the show the that's last right. two weeks. I was very happy. He Look was hilarious. Oh, my God. He's a, he's a character. So that was very cool. So yeah, we'll have a lot of you know a lot of cool stuff. It's almost like the KFWE people are used to. This is just now in Brooklyn. We'll be doing beer, bourbon. We'll have a house band. Oh, we'll nice. have cigar rolling. It's a very cool, chilled atmosphere. It's, the summer is here. What's better than beer and bourbon during the summer? Uh, and I, it's a it's a fun party. And I just we hope really, everyone comes down. I just got into drinking beer. I growing up yeah. in Australia, think I actually would... I had a great beer last week with Avram. He gave me a great beer here. Oh, 
get that beer get out. Get that beer. Where, we Avram, want where's that, that beer? beer. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm not so a bourbon person because I, you know, I never got used to the hard liquors, right. but I love beer. I love all the food. I love all the restaurants. How can people buy so, tickets yeah. still? So it's still bonandoak.com, B-O-N-A-N-D-O-A-K.com. You can use my code. I give you 15% off at GKRF15. GKR15, again, Monday night in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, very cool warehouse. We're going to take over the entire place. It's off the water, beer, oh, bourbon, barbecue, be 15% off, bonandoak.com. Get your tickets. It's selling out. It's, it looks like and it's going to be amazing so, event. Yeah, we're really excited so about I'm, it. I'm very I'm excited for it's, you. Tickets are going I really well. I love the last Bon and Oak event. And right. Zohar and his wife. Great people. I met them. Such now nice let's guys. segue in. Right. I met them last week. You asked me to come to a tasting at Bison and Bourbon. Yes. Can I That's just so say funny. one thing about Bison and Bourbon? It was a crazy hot night. It was. It was. It was. And That's their AC the was on the fritz. I was warm that it was on the fritz. But we had the loveliest evening. Yeah. That is the most beautiful restaurant right like the outdoor the courtyard outdoor you know no matter how the weather is you want to have that experience you know you feel like you're going to israel and it's going to be hot but you sit outdoors because that's what you do and that's what we did and we had a good time whenever you have you know cold drinks and you have oh. friends around you you know what that it makes it okay it was you really know? it was a it really was a lot fun. of fun the chef she's great she's the chef Cindy's she was great. on gordon ramsay right yeah, yeah hell's kitchen on hell's kitchen she's amazing um judy was lovely such a great host he saw i, I got stuck in crazy traffic i'm always complaining about the traffic on yeah. instagram here i am driving somewhere <laughs> in traffic um, i have to say i flew here this morning i got here in 30 minutes well, from the five towns off peak hours uh, that's it i don't know it doesn't always no. work so i um i got to um, bison and bourbon. It was like schmaltzing hot. I walked in there. He looked at me like I was melting and he right. goes, give the lady the drink. Right. He made me their house cocktail, right. cucumbers the, uh, and cilantro. Right, right. Literally called me off yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, the whole, it's very cool. The whole bison and bourbon uh, vibe is, is also with the whole bar. They have a huge cocktail menu. They just came out with the whole drinks menu. Also, I think right now we're really in a good place with restaurants. You know, yeah, there's so let's, many let's nice restaurants going. out there. You know, people don't appreciate, I don't think, the, the amount of restaurants. You know, you go to a city like Cleveland or Detroit, Baltimore, and, you know, and they have a couple of restaurants. Here we're in Brooklyn and Five Towns and Manhattan, and there's so many good places to go to. And so we're What's opening up, though, this summer? What's new okay, in, so in, in the restaurants? You talk about what we have, but what's coming right. up? So Cran Heights, which has been a restaurant center, the it's epicenter crazy, of restaurants right? in the past couple of years, Izzy's and Boof and Bun and, of course, Basil and uh, Brooklyn Artisan Bakehouse. So another one is coming up called Allenby. I cannot wait. I don't I've know if you heard about it. Elior Belul is, uh, is, is opening up like a modern... Right. I think he's like a consulting chef. I don't know if he's a partner. I think he's the owner. Okay. I think so. so. I think you may know better than me. You know, I'm not sure. You never know what Yuda's, goes on. Yuda's been on my our show before yeah. when he did the um, supper club. Right. At my house when my fun. air conditioning broke. Yeah. Remember that? We're always around, you know. <laughs> Hot nights. Yeah. But let me tell you. Yeah, we fixed that problem. Very nice. So that's that's a cool restaurant. Again, a modern Israeli restaurant that uh, should be very hot. Well, let's talk about 
the Israeli chefs that have come to America that have just taken America by storm. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, it's not one of the kosher restaurants, but we've got to give Michael Solomon a shout out. Exactly. He, he started, you know, the he whole... He just got a James Beard Award. Yes. Right. And he was in Citron and Rose. He was the founding chef there. And that kind of put people, again, put like restaurants on the map for Israeli chefs. Um, and so, yeah, there's certainly a lot of uh, chefs that are coming. Israel, I know you were there. Oh, my it, God. You can, you know... I've got a, big news coming about Israel and on. food coming up. So... so. We're taking a lot of the talent that's from Israel and bringing it here. I think it's um, amazing. So, yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff that, that's going on. Hummus is like, you know, the Speaking hummus of is which, everywhere. Good, Isn't it the official dip of the NFL? Right. Something, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. So, you know Mayor Luz from Bradbury? I know him. Okay. I have not met him. Okay. But I think so, we're in a WhatsApp chat together. So, Mayor <laughs> is uh, opening up a hummus place. Oh, really? Yeah, Where? in Brooklyn on 13th uh, Street off Kings Highway. It's called Meraki and Hummus Juice Bar or something. So a small little cute place, also very Israeli type kind of place, and hummus and juice. And that's all you need, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's another restaurant opening up soon. It's unbelievable. Like every minute, you t you've probably never been busier, right? It's yeah. It's between it's a the cycle, groups. Though. Between the group, your great, right. amazing. How many are we have to? Twenty-eight. Over, over thirty thousand. I was like number, person number six or something I think it's in that a, group. The largest Facebook group for for Jewish uh, in America. Yeah, so it's very cool. It's crazy. Two and a half years, right? Yeah. Two and a half yeah, years. Yeah, started kosher right. fest two, two and a half years ago. So it's a really great resource for sharing. Yeah, it's and a lot of fun. And it's a big community. People love talking about restaurants, talk about food, get advice. You know where they should go. Think of you know. I, I really try to show respect. For, for the restaurants, for the customers, and we try to have a dialogue that's about education. Again, this is all it's about. It's about education, and this is what, you know, I get asked a lot. What's a proper tip in a restaurant? Okay, so it used to be 15, 16. Now it's more about 18, 20%. Right. You know, just because, um, you know, that's if you could service, that's what you should do. Again, a lot of these waiters, and we've had debates on the group about tipping and mandatory and why and is it it's an american you know it's what we do we tip that's how the waiters it's american, make money it's, it's actually not australian if it's not cost, europe in europe they don't have tips yeah well in australia if the meal costs 98 dollars you leave 100 right like it's weird to ask right. for the two dollar change again it's always a debate whether you know should the money should you tip the, the waiter or should the owner pay the waiter right and, and if they do pay the waiter that means that your prices are going to go up per item so you right, kind of got to get yeah, it both it's ways. It's a fine line. You can't, yeah. you can't always win. <laughs> right. But again, it's, it's, it's all about the incentive, you know, to give the waiter an incentive to be a great waiter. So this way, you know, you can tip what you want based on their service. And not always about the waiter. You know, when you have a, a restaurant, you know, waiter that brings their food like a 45 minutes late, don't blame the waiter. It's, yeah, it's you know, not the it's, waiter's fault. It's the kitchen. And again, it might, it might be they're backed up. It might be they're overwhelmed. It might be that someone changed a side, which we always we talk about yesterday. I think we were talking about uh, you let it change sides of uh, on a, you get an entree and there are sides. Can you substitute that backs up the kitchen? Imagine you get a table of 15 and they're substituting all their side dishes. It's a nightmare. Ugh. So that's going to happen and that's going to back up the kitchen and that's going to bring you out your food. You don't think about that when you say, oh, just give me this. Right. Just, you know, can you do this for me? You don't think right. about that. Again, we talked about it on the group that everyone has and this is a great segue into being a chef and even Avram was talking about you know you have 
it's A, B, C. You know, you know what you're doing. And if you ch change it up a little bit, everything gets thrown off and things get backed up. And it's like a, you know, an avalanche. And you, unfortunately, sometimes you get your food a little bit late and you blame the waiter and you leave a 10% tip. And the waiter's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Funny you know? story, I was with some Australian friends of ours. They stayed at our house. We're talking close to 20 years ago when Dougie's was on the Upper West Side. Sure, 72nd. Okay? So me and my one of my American friends also knew some of these Australians, and they all stayed with us, and, and they, they treated me and my American friend, us all out for dinner. Let's go to Dougie's. Dougie's was in the early 90s, the hot, mid-90s, the sure. hottest spot to go right. to. Um, TV. Big shout-out to Douglas Sokoloff. Yeah. We're good buddies now, and, mm -hmm. and I didn't know him at the time. It would have been good to know you at yeah, the time, yeah, Doug. Sure. And they would, they, you would line up around the corner, down the block, and they would bring you wings while you waited. Really? Yeah, it was like really. Nice. So I'm, I want to say 1995, 1996, maybe 1997 right. in that area. Yeah. It was open for longer than that, <laughs> but um, we got we had a great meal. We let we let we go to leave, and the Australians pay. And then the waiter comes out. Excuse me, did we do something wrong? They're like, no, we loved it. They're like, they didn't tip. And right, then we had to right, explain right, to the right. Aussies. Guys, you have to tip. We'll take care of the tip because he took care of the right, meal. Right. So that's that's also, if someone Europeans, treats you, right. it's nice to maybe right. you pay the tip. Right. I don't know. And vice versa. When Americans come to Israel, go to Europe, they love it because we tip, to, you know, 15, 18, 20%. <laughs> they're like, this is amazing. You know, so it's, it's very funny, it's funny, right? It goes it's both very ways. Funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, um, if any restaurants close that we need to talk about? It's a cycle. You know, that's unfortunately, you know. It's hard. It's hard. You know, we talk about, we, we on the group, about being closed 100 days a year. Um, you know, uh, and, we're and, closed 100 days a year. Yeah, the restaurants are closed. Yeah. Again, in any Jewish business, it's closed. But, but you also Interesting. have to think of. Shabbos. Shabbos. Yontif. You always have the Friday you know, the, the afternoon. Right. Should you be open on Friday? Right. Or should you be open on Saturday night? Right. It's very difficult. Again, I never the, thought about that. Yeah. And you have your other, you know, the hood breaks, the air conditioner doesn't work, um, the chef quits. There's a million things that can go wrong. So it's very, very hard. Uh, you, whenever you go into a restaurant trying to open, you have to have a great management. You have to have, you know, a, a game plan. It's not just about cooking. It's a business. Right. And a lot of times you go into a restaurant thinking, like, oh, I have a great chef. And it's, you know, it's a lot more than that. So it's a, unfortunately, you know, come and go, a lot of these right. restaurants. But we hope that, um, you know, people support them. I'm excited about the new tavern in um, CNL. Yeah, yeah. Citron and Rose. Citron and in, Rose in Kinwood, um, in Philadelphia suburb. We were, I was there a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, it's a cool place. Again, Philadelphia has a huge bar, TVs, very also very casual, um, comfort kind of restaurants. And so people are going to Philadelphia during the summer. Yeah, I want to actually make a day trip out there with my husband on a Sunday when all the kids are in camp. When we come back from, you know, I'm going to Asia, right? I do. How crazy! I, do. I keep talking cool. about it. That's very cool. <laughs> um, you know, I'll check out, you know, the Chabad's edge, all the food there. Sure, so I'll be sure. updating you on the group as much Please. as I can. You know, sometimes I forget to put on the group because I put on Instagram. You've got to put on bad. Instagram and Insta stories and Facebook. It's and, hard to keep up. You know, up. people think, it's funny because when we went to the Bison and Bourbon event, there was a couple of, we had a couple of winners, a couple, a couple of friends. Yeah. And they're all watching us take pictures and, and post and, and the food is getting cold. And they're like, this is actual work. You know, this is not... 
food that you know you get to enjoy. You know, there are you, only you when do we, enjoy we do. it, but it's, it's, a, it's. I'd rather do this than you know do other we things. We have the best jobs. We, it's fun, but it's a lot of work, and but we love what we do. And it's again, it's I go back to it's all about just putting out information. You know, it's just educating. You know, people look to us to to kind of. Um, just let them know what, what's going on, what specials are going on, what, um, who are the new restaurants, what are some of the you know, backgrounds on them. Everyone, every restaurant has a story. I know, I love the you stories. Know, That's and, why I get to interview people. Let's tie it all back to the amazing culinary centre here. How is this going to help us? So I, I want to hear it from okay. the restaurant side. How, right. how fantastic such a place. Okay, so when CKCA was, was going on, people were going, it was very nice. Once they closed, it was, it was very sad. I, I, uh, it had, hurt my heart. We had people on the group saying, I can't believe it, you know, we loved it. I wanted to go. Someone who was like 15 years old said, in a few years, I wanted to go there. And so it, it was a big loss. There was some broken hearts. So the fact that, you know, Avram opened up this place, and again, we posted about it. And it got hundreds of comments. You know, we, we posted a video last week um, at the at the center right here, and it got over five thousand views. Yeah. You know, no sponsors, no ads, no sharing. Just, just organic. Sharing the love just, of what it. is happening. And so it's cool. Again, it's a lot of recreation, date night, barbecue, knife skills. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of interesting things. Again, I live in the neighborhood. Uh, I just became president of my shul. Oh, so, Mazalto! I don't have because I don't have enough time. So we're gonna get my shul involved. Maybe we'll have some, you know, uh, shul events shul here. Shul events here. We'll have some competitions. We'll have Alakasiram. Yeah, you know what we're gonna talk about. I know. Let's, fest. let's wrap up with the sushi. Yeah. Does so, 20 minutes go fast? It's it goes crazy. very fast. I Again, know, right? You feel hours. like it's five That's minutes. That's it. We could talk for 10 we hours do, about have, food. We have, we have. So, okay. yeah, let's show the sushi. We have to have so food. So, I said, Ilan, we need some sushi for the show because, you know, what show do we what have on show? a craft it show have food. without some sushi? So, this comes from our very good friends. Simply Sushi. They have a location, a kiosk in Kosher Palace right here on Avenue U uh, off uh, East 29th Street. So pretty much the community supermarket that everybody goes to. So Simply Sushi, they've, they've won awards at Kosher Fest. Um, there have like seven, Black eight Dragon. locations. Black Dragon is their award-winning sushi uh, role. So Simply Sushi, and by the way, Upstate, they're about to open uh, next week. They're Upstate yeah, location. Yeah, it's crazy. My friends are all going Upstate. Can I just say one thing about Simply Sushi? If we can get a big zoom on it, look how much fish there right. is in their inside. Okay, turn it around because right here, this roll right it's here. Not, yeah, it's facing the. Look, a lot of it is just. This is how it looks yeah, like. I'm, that looks and delicious. A lot of times, it's just all about like rice and a little bit of filling. Right. They always pack. My kids say we only want it from Gomegla because they so, know it's simply sushi's yeah. in there. They've got in both five towns locations. Um, so people, upstate, people go Brooklyn. crazy. I, it's just again, we could talk about it. Sushi is like. Probably the biggest game changer, I think, in kosher restaurants in the last 10 years. 20, 20. 20. Uh, but again, it started, it started around 20 but, years ago. But the last 10 years, uh, weddings and, and everything, every party, platters for people. So you know. we're going to invite everyone to take some and That's enjoy right. it. And thank you so much, Simply Sushi. A big shout out to you for sending this to us today. We're going to continue with our interviews. We're going to close out show one. I can't believe an hour's nearly gone by. That's insane. And we're going to talk to... Um, all the way from, I don't know where.
Brooklyn. Uh, we have Mayor Perry. Am I saying it right? Perry. Yeah, it's not Perry. It's Perry. Hi, Mayor Perry. How, How are you? Doing? Good, good. Look at this fish, right? Do you eat sushi? I love sushi. Okay, great. So we're going to have some. Are we eating now? Uh, you, you can take now, but it might be hard to talk. But well, what we're going to do is we're going to ask everyone to open up. Ilan, please. <laughs> I know. We're always around sushi. Which one's this from? Where's okay. This from? So Mayor, Mayor um, your business partner from this Flash Fest contacted me. Says we'd, and I was in touch with them last year because I love the idea of Flash Fest, even though I'm a girl and I can't go. <laughs> um, I love you can it. sneak in, just take off your, I, you know, put a hat on. Yeah, no, I'm friends with Ari White. He'll put me on the grill oh, or something, okay, don't worry. <laughs> um, so I, I love the idea that this is a, a food fundraiser for Tzedakah. Let's talk about it. How did oh. this come together in the first place? Okay, so um, two alumni of Yeshiva, Usher Shapansky and Ephraim Tenenbaum. Um, wanted to do something to give back to the yeshiva. What was the name of the yeshiva? Par it's Zichonari, which is a part of the umbrella organization of Priority One. Of what? Priority, Priority One. Beautiful. Yes. Very nice. Okay. So they got together with a bunch of their friends, invited them to a barbecue in their backyard, and need, uh, let's just say that their, their backyard wasn't big enough for the next years. It went from like 200 guests to this past year to 500, and <gasps> hopefully next year it will be... This coming year? This coming year. August 2nd will be more than 500 people. So August 2nd, we're going to have a big fundraiser. It's called Fleisch Fest, Fleisch Fest because it's all about... The Fleisch. The meat. Now, who's the chef? Um, you know the chef is. I know the chef. <laughs> Say it again in case you missed it. It's chef. Ari White. <laughs> from... Got talent. Wandering Q. Wandering Q. So, yeah, we're, we're doing Good mostly... Good mates. Been on the show many times. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's exciting. So they got together. They got... They, um, all their friends came. And then it, it morphed into something that everyone tries to, tries to get to. That's fantastic. Yes. Well, I really like, I, I wanted to have you on. I want people to know that it's really a men's only event. Can we do a women's event? So everyone, that's what everyone says when they first hear about Fleischfest. Um, you know, as long as, you know, maybe we could do Sushi Fest or something. You know, oh, something look, that the ladies are. plenty are. of girls that want to eat Fleischicks. Ah, uh, you're like right. Me. You're right. I was Fleischicks since I walked in this place at like <laughs> 12. As long as you have your iced coffee in the morning, you're good. That's true. And there is soy That's milk, true. you know. Right. <laughs> All right. Very nice. I think it's really a wonderful event. Um, how do people get tickets? Because okay. we have a special coupon code for our listeners. Right. We do have a special coupon code. It's 30 off, 30 OFF. It's pretty simple. And you go to fleischfetish.com. And um, a, a new thing we're having this year, actually, is oh. we're having a cook-off. A cook-off. Okay, tell me more about that. I okay. love hearing about cook-offs, like a throwdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Barbecue, I think, is the king of the grill. That's what we're calling it. Okay, king of the grill. Who's competing? So we're we just, we just rolling it out this week. So okay. um, Elon's going to be helping us put that together. Well, Elon is the best. Yes. He is the master marketer. He is. He's not allowed to cook, though, because he has too much... Oh, Too he much doesn't skill. ever cook. He just gets fed. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get real. I don't know okay? how. I, don't, I think his wife just orders in because she is too much co competition. I don't think she ever cooks either. D does your wife cook, Ilan? On Shabbos. On Shabbos. Okay. Okay. I hear. Um, so we're doing a cook-off. Elon's going to be emceeing. He's going to hopefully get us some, some celebrity, not celebrities, but like 
good chefs that he knows. The kosher celebrity the chefs. The kosher celebrities. Okay. Right. I've got some male. names I can submit. Would, there you go. I mean, we would have you, but it's only for male. Yeah, yeah. Male I'm, I'm not, I don't pretend to be a barbecue. I know my thing. I'm like, I'm happy to eat. Oh, I'm happy to be a judge, but I'm not really that interested in Why? <laughs> cooking. Else? We've got plenty of friends that can cook barbecue. Okay. So how do, how do, if you want to compete, like how do you... So in a couple of days, we'll have the, that part of the website up. It's going to be a separate website that we're putting together, um, a competition website where you get sponsors to sponsor your team. And oh, you, so cute. Yeah, you raise a certain amount of money. Instead of just paying to get in, you just convince your friends that they have to sponsor you. Okay, so like the bike thons This is like a cook Exactly, cook Oh, yeah, that's my kind of <laughs> sport. <laughs> you can do the bike after to, to get off all the calories, you know. Okay. So we're going to have um, upwards of hopefully 10 to 20 teams. 10 okay. to 15 teams. And they're going to be barbecuing there? Exactly. So How it's going to be a work? whole show within the Fleischfest. Um, just the Fleischfest barbecue will have a, a separate show, which hopefully in the future will maybe even broadcast live. I love that idea. Well, you know who to find when you need to broadcast <laughs> live the Nachum Siegel Network. That's right, that's right. Maybe Nachum would like to be a judge. That would be hilarious. I put in Nachum ah. Siegel, okay? August 2nd. Nachum, they're going to call you. Okay. There you go. On air, we said it. <laughs> Once you say it out there, it's like gone in the wind. That's so, true. Yeah. Okay, so ha what, what's the name of the website? Fleischfest.com. And, and the, the website for to compete in the cook-off? So that will be on Fleischfest.com within a couple, within the week. Oh, there'll so be I'll, a link yeah, on a link. that. Exactly. Oh, okay, great. And you can keep following Elon for updates also, who's going to... On Great Kosher do, Restaurants exactly. Facebook. Okay, exactly. fine. All right, and then there's going to be a competition, and there's going to be Ari catering. That's right. Now, Ari's very into specialty crazy meats. Can we talk about that? So, yes. Ari, there's brisket, and then there's Ari White's brisket. So mm. not only is it super kosher, but it definitely has some, some yichas. There's probably some yichas going on in those cows. There's a <laughs> lot of flavor <laughs> that he, he personally probably picks out his cows so that they're, uh, they're on a strict diet. You know, the Kobe beef, they get massaged and they're, yeah. just, they're fed beef and you stuff like that. You spoke about that on the show. Right. Yeah. So he probably has that going down. And there's the perfect bark. Right. Uh, you know, the yes. smoke, smoke bark. His 18 foot, yeah, smoke bark. His 18 foot, <laughs> his 18 foot smoker. Um, bunch of, bunch of flesh, some chicken for people and who like chicken. where is this going to be? Which neighborhood? I didn't even ask you that. Is it, is it in the five towns? It's in the five towns. Oh, it's in the five towns. Yes. Okay, that's in my hood. Yes. Okay. Um, it's... Do we have a location picked out? There is a location. Is it under top secret? It's yeah. not top secret. I just don't know the address off the top of my head, but it's our host who's been the host for the past, you know, few years, um, Chaim and Panina Klein. Okay, cool. So well, they're going to be our host this year. You know, year. it's so nice that they open up their home. It is. And this. they have a huge backyard. There's space for upwards of between 500 and 750 people. So we're encouraging everyone to come, That's sign so up nice. early, use the, the code, the code $30 off. Go to flyfish.com. You'll uh, you can look at the video there. We have our sponsors there. Wonderful. You, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's my I'm pleasure. Like Thanks so for having me. I'm so glad that you, you came on and that you guys reached out to us. And, and Mayor, we, we look forward to a successful event. Uh, thank and you. And to raise a lot of tzedakah. Um, so I, I really wish you Hatzlacha Rabba. Thank you. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. We've got a second show coming up next week. 
right here from the Culinary Centre in Brooklyn with Chef Abram Wiseman. We've got music sponsored by our friends at Kerem right up to Lichbenching. This is a supersized, amazing show. It was too much for one show. We'll see you next week. Shabbat shalom. Take care.